welcome to another episode of Teenage Daydream. We are on episode 17 of season one of the OC still, which nicely coincides with our actual episode 17. Yes. Um, (laughs) And this one is called The Rivals. Oof. Yes. So basically, Oliver transfers to Harbor School. Um, Ryan is trying to convince everybody that Oliver is bad news and nobody wants to listen. Yeah, basically like it's been for the last four or five episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, except now Oliver is there all the time because he goes to their school. So Oliver causing extra problems. I just don't understand how the only other person who recognizes this at this point is Luke. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Everyone else is like, no, Ryan, you're overreacting. You're overreacting. And Luke is like, no, that dude is bad news. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yes. As always, there are several parallel storylines running at the same time. Yeah. Um, we are also sort of in a parallel storyline yeah. right now as we are not together. Um, oh. Welcome to quarantine podcasts, everyone. But we're living through it. It's cool. It's fine. Huh. Got some groceries delivered. <laughs> Excellent. And so far, fed. so far, this recording is working. So excellent. So yeah, apologies for any weird sound things that may occur. Yeah, this is the first time we're doing it this way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's start. Let's dive in with the Seth, Anna, and Summer situation. Yes. Perfect. So again, the Seth, Anna, Summer love triangle is still uh, still very real. Yep. Despite the fact that Seth is dating Anna. But <laughs> they're they're like in it. They're dating. Uh, they're both starting to realize that they might actually just be dating the opposite gendered version of themselves. <laughs> There's a fun that... bit that runs through this whole episode where they're dressed the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, they keep like because they always have the same thing for lunch, and they're doing this, and like Seth is trying to like purposely suggest different things, so at least they can yeah. kind of yeah. try like, something new. Get the set right off the bat. At least I thought that Seth is already bored by this. Super bored by it. And I'm like, Seth. Right, like he was so excited to find someone. And like even Sandy and Anna have a conversation about this later. But like so excited to find someone who finally was like him. Because in Newport, no one is like, like. Right. No one has his interests. I mean, even Ryan, they're very opposite. But at least, you know, they're like kind of have that like brother thing. But yeah, he has exactly. no one. So then he finds this person. But then you realize that. You don't necessarily want someone who actually has 100% exact the exact thing. same. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, then he starts, like, suggesting stuff. Like, he's like, let's do, like, water sports. Now, when he's talking about Krav Maga, does he not say, like... He says Krav Maga. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, he's saying, like... <laughs> like, Tim McGraw? Like Tim McGraw. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I wrote, wrote that down because I was like, wait a second. Something sounds wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great. And then while this is happening, uh, Summer, this is where Summer's with Danny, right? No. Is that the yeah. next one? No, I think it's this one. Where am I like? Why did I lose her? I have something about. No, it is. It's totally this one. Oh, yeah. Big we watched funny. episode 17 and 18 back to back. So <laughs> apologies if we get a little confused about which events happened in which episode. <laughs> but yeah, so Summer and, no, Seth and Anna are kind of in a like rut almost meanwhile summer is dating danny who's like 
this like super funny guy. Yuki in a, though. Well, in a very loud way. I know because like when they're at lunch and like Luke and Anna and all of them are like they dying with laughter, like dying with laughter. And of course, Seth is immediately jealous. Like you can tell I, right I've away. I gotta say, though, Seth's face through that entire interaction <laughs> was just amazing. Yeah, he just like cannot quite believe it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, when of course, so like, obviously when he starts talking about this with um, Anna, of course, right away, it's like, no, like, you know, he's not funny, blah, blah, blah. And Anna's just like, are you jealous? Yeah. But then he invites him over for to play video, video games. games. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, Which trying seems to... like a little bit of a step further than you needed to go in that scenario. Yeah. Well, because like the whole thing that kind of one of the parallels in this episode is you know Ryan is supposed to be embracing Oliver as a friend and Seth needs to be embracing Danny as a friend and that's kind of like yeah, exactly. the quote and of the episode actually uses the same line on Seth she's like yeah. if you weren't jealous you'd embrace the new friend which is a line that Seth uses on Ryan earlier in the episode mm-hmm. yeah cause she yeah. and like and it's at this moment where like Anna's bought Bright Eyes tickets which like Seth should be so pumped about Right? That was part of the Seth Film starter pack. Yeah. And, but of course, he's just like only paying attention to the fact that some are super laughing at Danny and saying something about how he like TiVo'd Leno. And he's like, ugh, that explains it, Leno. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Thoughts fired. Yeah. But yeah, so he ends up inviting Danny over to play video games. And then he realizes the truth. That yes. Summer has told Danny that Seth is so funny. Seth and, and someone called Captain Oates. <laughs> oh yeah, someone, someone called Captain Oates. <laughs> Danny, I just love when Danny's so confused. She's like, who is Captain Oates? <laughs> and yeah, so he's actually been like trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And Seth, kind of being a jerk, says like, you need to be bigger, more funny. Yeah. You need to do more. Yeah. Knowing so that that will sabotages him. Yeah, push Summer away. Yeah. Yeah, but I love the conversation he has with Sandy. Um, while Danny is over, like as Danny's over, <laughs> and Sandy's just like, "This guy is not funny." Like, yeah, <laughs> get some funnier friends. <laughs> I know because he's going on and on about it. Like he's like, you know, like this person not funny. Like and. It's kind of going back yeah, and like, forth between makes, Sandy and Seth. Like, Ryan look funny, and then he makes Marissa, Marissa look, look funny. funny. He's like, oh my god, I love your mother, but like, not funny. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> yes. And Seth is finally like, it's like, finally someone else realizes this guy is not funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it ends up, it ends up happening that, um, Danny takes Seth's really terrible advice. Yeah. <laughs> By being over the top, like really over the top. Oh my God. And so then Summer talks to Seth about it being like, this is happening and it's too much. Yeah. One, <laughs> well, cause like, oh, <laughs> uh, this was the most like, I guess this was after Christmas. So this is early 2004. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously like, again, Seth and Anna are getting smoothies. They're ordering the same ones. So they're trying yeah. to like get out their different ones. Danny and Summer come over, but then he makes Danny makes this Sean William Scott reference. Oh yes, 
which I like, and I, I had that moment of like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, speaking of people who are no longer relevant, right? Sean William Scott and that that exact type of humor that Danny's trying to do, that big over the top. Yeah, that's true. Oh, definitely. I wonder where Sean William Scott is at. We'll have to, we'll have to Google no idea. that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. What yeah, a time. So then. I feel like that might have happened before. I don't know. This is all. I that did. I think that did happen before. Yeah, because then Danny asked, and then because yeah, Danny asked Seth to be less funny. Um, I feel like there's something. Oh yeah, because he's too funny now. He's being too big. Talks about being bitter and alone, and then talks about like that being unpredictable. And then of course Anna shows up, and her and Seth are wearing the exact same scarf again. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so awkward. Yeah, for like the third time in that episode, they're wearing basically the same outfit. Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. But that's kind of that kind of like wraps up their little. Yeah, it does. Because then, yeah, Seth and Summer are talking Mm -hmm. for a bit, Um, and Summer's all sad because she thought Danny was a good one, and now she has to she has to go ice big funny guy. (laughs) She says. And she's clearly very sad about it. And then uh, Cannonball by Damien Rice starts playing, which makes it all just very sad. And I was just like, oh, my God, this song. I haven't heard this song in so long. Right. But it was also played in everything at that time. Everything. Yeah. Like so many things. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And there's some longing looks from Summer. And Seth is obviously sad as well. And you're just like, oh, my God, guys, get your shit together. But yeah, that pretty much does wrap up that one. Yeah. Um, I guess with our new recording thing, I've noticed that any time I touch the table, um, it makes clunking noises. So oh, apologies cool. to everyone listening. Um, I'm going to try and not, move, not touch the table, <laughs> which is weird because it's the same table and blanket and microphone that we always use. But oh, that apparently um, Skype recording is uh, super high quality. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> That's weird. All right. So little recording tangent there <laughs> uh the other so there's two kind of like adult storylines yeah uh jimmy and sandy are still talking about buying the lighthouse mm-hmm. and then kirsten and julie uh julie wants the interior design job at yeah. the newport group yeah uh let's talk about kirsten and sandy, uh, kirsten and julie because right julie oh yeah so basically julie shows up at Kirsten's office, I guess. Yeah. And it's all like trying to hang out with her. <laughs> she keeps making these suggestions for lunch or like something else or this or this. And Kirsten's like, why don't you just tell me what you want? We actually, yeah. And it, she literally says like, you know, if you want, if we're trying to be friends like that, a friend would just come out and ask for whatever they want. Yeah. But yeah. So then Julie's like, I hear there's an interior design job. Oh, and it's just, all of this stuff is just always so awkward because, like, Kirsten and Caleb don't get along. And, like, Kirsten and Julie are friends, but then at the same time, Julie kind of flips to wherever she needs yeah. to be to stay in, t- in, like, stay, you know, so she's not on the outs with, like, the other noopsies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you just, like, never fully trust her. Whereas, like, you know, I think if she was just being genuine, like, Kirsten would actually want to be friends with her. Right, exactly. And also probably if she didn't call her Kiki. 
<laughs> I don't know if she does that in this episode or if it's mostly the next one, but but like at any point, no one should. Every ever... time she does it, I'm like, ah. No one anywhere in the world should be called Kiki. Just saying. True. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so finally she's like, just let me do this one. If it's bad, you know, you can fire me. All right. that kind of stuff. So then at the next point, Julie comes in and she has like six people working for her and there's stuff oh, everywhere. Yeah. And Kirsten's just like, why aren't you just like using the usual vendors? And of course, yeah, Julie being like, like Julie. Oh. Yeah, right. She's like literally in 72 hours. Like you don't actually have a lot of time to do this. Why are you going so insanely over the top? <laughs> well, yeah, because I, I do like, cause she's like, you know, like this needs to be special. It needs to be inspired. You know, she doesn't want people like she's not selling a space she's selling a lifestyle a lifestyle <laughs> okay and then she's like i want to be aspirational and then kirsten's like is that even a word <laughs> <laughs> and then i had a moment of like is that a word but i feel like that's a word i'm pretty sure that's a word right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> kirsten's just annoyed yeah yep um and then so that's all happening and then the next time we see them julie's crying yeah like what is happening well yeah so like at that point when she has like all these people and she's you know getting hydrangeas and fountains and all these like crazy things they have 72 hours and then it's literally the next day Mm because then she's like 48 hours and she's like crying it's gonna be a disaster and of course kirsten like no like we can fix this like you just have to be willing to actually work right yeah so then uh, then they pull it off yeah and caleb decides he wants to hire her (laughs) Well, yeah, because it ends up being, like, super minimal. Yeah. And exactly what Kirsten wanted to begin with. Yes. And because he's like, yeah, like, we're just trying to, like, we need the place to speak for itself, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, Julie, you know, you did such a great job. I'm so happy. And, of course, like, you can tell Kirsten's just like, seriously? Yeah, she's so annoyed because she was like, this was actually literally all my ideas that you never want to listen to because it's coming from me. But all of a sudden, Julie does it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. As he's leaving, there's, like, one of Julie's fountains from like her yes. original ideas there and he's just like oh kiki this is awful oh, what are you thinking and of course julie <laughs> just like jumps over and is like oh no it's fine oh, like i did such a great job Ugh. julie yeah and you could just see like kirsten's face is just like she wants to punch somebody <laughs> well yeah and especially because like he said he says specifically classic and you're just like nothing about julie cooper is classic right oh anyway <laughs> so yeah she gets hired Kirsten's annoyed. Julie's very excited. It's obviously all going to fall apart in the next episode, but... uh... (laughs) Yeah. And then finally, that one thing that we've been talking about starts in the next episode, and I was like, ugh, right. Yes. Anyway, a little foreshadowing hint there to things. If you've been listening, you know we've talked about it before. Yes. Oh, Julie Cooper. (laughs) But yes, so Sandy and Jimmy, a couple episodes back, were drunk and at one of their favorite restaurants from when they were like mm-hmm. you know younger like 18 well, I'm tr- I guess Jimmy uh, well okay so Jimmy worked there when he was that age but Sandy wouldn't have been living in Newport then would he no and that's what I was thinking so like it was definitely like when Jimmy was going to college he was working at the lighthouse in the summers right and then I guess whenever Sandy and Kirsten ended up back in Newport he must have just gone there a lot yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, so Sandy's all in. He wants to buy it. 
Jimmy's like, we were four mar- like five martinis yeah. deep. Uh, I don't know. This is kind of crazy. And Sandy just the whole time, he's like, no, like, let's do this. Like, yes. He's like, yeah, wasn't that like the appeal that it was kind of crazy? Yeah, like it gets it gives you a reason to stay. And it gets me kind of out of my lame, super corporate lawyer, mm-hmm. Judge Judy life. Exactly. I love also the way that Sandy, I don't know if it's here, if it's like a little bit later when he says if they don't do this, then um, Jimmy's going to end up in Phoenix. And he said that like ending up in Phoenix is just the worst thing that could ever happen to a person. For sure. <laughs> I thought was hilarious. I'm like, whoa, throwing some shade at Phoenix there. Phoenix. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, yeah, the next time they talk, Jimmy's kind of like, or they have like one good conversation because they're like, like, let's do this. We'll have jazz music. We'll make a raw bar. Like, we'll mm-hmm. put both of our mom's meatloafs on it and like only have good drinks and like high quality scotch and all these things. And he's sort of like coming around. But then eventually yeah. Jimmy's just like, no, like, we just can't do this. Mm-hmm. Which is sad because, you know, mm-hmm. he has no yeah. money. He doesn't want to like be working for Sandy. Even though Sandy, obviously because he's Sandy, he's not seeing it as, like, Jimmy working for him. It's just seeing it as, like, he's fronting the kind of startup exactly. cash, and but they're partners. Yeah. But, yeah, Jimmy doesn't like that because apparently Jimmy can't take things from people, even though he has apparently no problem stealing it from people. <laughs> um. Fair. Fair. Anyway. Um so yeah, then Sandy ends up going to the the lighthouse owner. Yeah. And being like, he kind of wants to this guy to hold off on selling it to anybody else cuz he's mm-hmm. like maybe I can figure something out. Um and the guy's like I actually can't hold off on selling this like I have two other offers, but then Jimmy shows up and is like actually yes. maybe we'll do this. Yay. Yeah. Well, this was the point where cuz obviously like I mean, we're also rewatching, but like I can't remember but Jimmy leaves at some point, right? He does leave at some point. I just can't remember when. When or, like, what happens. Yeah. Like yeah, neither. same. I can't remember the circumstances around that. But I do know he leaves. Because yeah. isn't he living on his boat at one point? Did that already happen? There has not been a boat so far. He's okay, just had that tiny apartment. where Jimmy is living on his boat. Which is also funny because, like, they still have a boat. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. how how did he or not have to he, sell the boat? Maybe he buys a boat. I have no idea. To be I can't remember. But yeah, that's all starting to sound familiar too. Yeah. <laughs> Remains to be seen how that goes yeah. down. And yeah, so they've bought a restaurant. Good times. And now Oliver. Now Oliver. Now our main storyline. <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, basically, the beginning of the the episode opens with uh, Ryan insisting that he's not jealous, even though Seth is like, "Yeah, dude, you're totally jealous." And the and this one part, like, I can't tell if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but so many people keep comparing Oliver to Ryan, being it like, "Oh, this crazy. outsider with like possible violent tendencies and like doesn't trust people or like you have to yeah. do this," and it's just like. And then even Seth was when he's talking to Ryan, he's like, you don't trust people. Like, that's part of mm-hmm. your, like, Ryan-ness. Um, but, like, you just have to at some point. And it's like, he's just like, I'm not jealous. Like, I'm, he's just actually, like, truly concerned. And that's a different, that's, it's different. 
it is different and also it just yeah every time they draw a parallel between ryan and oliver in this episode i'm like this is insulting and rude yeah. <laughs> uncalled for yeah. but anyway i understand what they're doing so then yeah ryan um runs into marissa he's asking her about oliver and says he's gonna try and be oliver's friend and marissa's all like oh thank you well <laughs> <laughs> then surprise oliver is a transfer student and Ryan's like, mm, uh, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? And like, okay, I get it. Like, I grew up in a place where there only was one option. Like, right. It was the high school. A bunch of the small towns around me came to my high school, but that was because they didn't even have one. So it's not like anyone could like transfer anywhere. But he, yeah, he just like transfers over. Sure, okay. Yeah. And has the exact same schedule as Marissa. How'd that happen? So weird. I did, like, ugh. And, like, watching it again now, like, in my head, I feel like I probably felt the same when it was actually on TV. Mm-hmm. But to think, like, 16 years ago, like, were we really paying this much attention? Like, we're, like, I can't remember if I was just, like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. Or, like, were we just, like, oh, man, yeah, Oliver's there now. Okay, like, I can't remember how I felt, whereas, like, now I'm just like, this is so stupid! <laughs> uh, it's a lot. Yeah. It's annoying. And I hate Oliver so much. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, and then, so it ends up, um, Ryan and Oliver are in the ridiculous lounge, school lounge. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what is this place? It's just... just... This They've definitely showed it, like, a students? few times, but obviously, so, like, Seth and Anna were getting smoothies there, and, like, there's a pool table, and there's all these couches and all these things, and I was just, like, I'm pretty sure we had, like, a bench somewhere by a window, but that was, like, it. Right? <laughs> I'm like, what is this place? It's not the cafeteria. Mm-mm. It's not the library. No, it's just a full-on, like, le- like student lounge. Yeah. Crazy. Which, by the way, is nicer than student lounges that I had in university, so... 100%, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Living in Newport has some privileges. Apparently. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a very interesting conversation with Ryan and mm-hmm. Oliver. As Ryan points out, so you're, or like, so one of them says something about being a junior again, and Ryan's like, right. I thought you were a senior. Weren't you in your very last semester, like one semester away from graduating? Yeah, like, why did you transfer? Oh, you know, and because, yeah, when Oliver's like, oh, like, you know, like, my parents had actually put this in motion, like, ages ago. Because, you know, like, there was there an was incident. An incident. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Ugh. And you won't say what that incident is. And the whole time they're doing, like, and it was obviously very purposeful, the shot of, like, over the shoulder, like, cutting to each of them talking. Yes. Except with, like, you can see, like, a hint of the other person kind of, like, blurry on the one side. Because, like, you're still just, like, with them and it's this super tense conversation. And I'm just like... Oh yeah, just like oh, like just give me a chance, you know, like people did for you. Yeah, it's super annoying. I hate him so much. He's just like the worst. It's it's such an infuriating episode because, like, you can tell the entire time what Oliver is doing. Yeah, and Ryan can obviously t- like it's like you're you're with Ryan and nobody else uh-huh. is willing to listen, and it's just like. Ugh. 
So yeah, then Oliver says something about how Morris is tutoring him in French, and Ryan's like, didn't you live in Paris for, like, mm -hmm. a couple years? <laughs> oh, it was, you know, for like a year when I was like 12. Oh, I was <sighs> like, yeah. It's like, okay, fine. But yeah, uh, they like shake hands, and it's so like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. So then back at the Coens, Seth and Ryan are, I think they're playing video games while mm -hmm. they're each separately yeah. obsessing over, Seth's obsessing over how Danny, Danny is like, <laughs> he doesn't trust Danny. There's something off about that guy. Yeah. Ryan's obsessing about Oliver. And how there's like some sort of like incident in Pacific and he wants to like yeah. find out. And then Seth, where did oh. he even, I don't even know like where this came from. He's like, oh, like, what are you going to do? Like go steal his file, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like do you not know what you're doing here? <laughs> and Ryan's like, hmm, that's an idea. <laughs> so naturally, that's what yeah. Ryan does. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So, like, more questions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, obviously, okay, like, Harbor has security. Fine. It's a super rich kid's California yeah. school. Absolutely. And, like, Ryan shows his, like, student card, I guess, or whatever. So, like, the guy mm -hmm. lets him go in. But, like, he just manages to get into the office and into all of the files. Like, can we talk about how, like, I understand your school is locked. And, again, like you said, there's security. But you just leave the office unlocked? And also, like, I understand. Like, he doesn't like, even pick a lock, does he? He just opens the door. Yeah. It's not very safe. No. And even, like, the file cabinets aren't locked or anything. No. <laughs> crazy side note do they still have paper files on people or is this all digital now i feel like it would have to be all digital right there's otherwise there would just be like rooms and rooms of files true right yeah but of course yeah he manages to like pick the exact file cabinet and drawer that oliver's file is in he just knows he has that atwood tingling spidey sense <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly Oh, man. Um, yeah, and obviously he gets caught, because otherwise, yep. what kind of story do we have? <sighs> but he does also find what he's looking for. Yes. So he is brought in, he's brought into the dean's office, and they're like, we're going to have to bring this before the, whatever, the committee. What committee? The, yeah. the Dis disciplinary. Disciplinary committee. That's it. Yeah. Um, and obviously they bring in Sandy and Kirsten. Mm-hmm. And... Ryan lays out everything about how Oliver um, basically was obsessed with this girl and then slid his wrist open in the bathroom when she didn't want anything to do with him and then mm -hmm. had a uh, restraining order filed against him. Yeah. And you can see Sandy immediately, like, at first, being on Ryan's side. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, but he was let in here anyway. Like, we had to fight so hard for Ryan, basically. Yeah. And apparently this kid just gets in super easily. Yeah. Um, but then I guess Dr. Kim is all like, mm, we've made exceptions. Again, drawing that parallel with Ryan. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to be serving detention until the disciplinary committee basically decides what to do. So bad. It's so upsetting mm -hmm. to me. Because I'm like, okay, yes. Bad luck for Ryan. Mm -hmm. From the outside. And also, like, maybe not the way to go about this. When I was watching it, I was like, dude needs to team up with Veronica Mars and she can do his investigating <laughs> <for him."> <laughs> <laughs> She is also the 
outsider at a rich kid school in California. Come on, they oh. get along so well. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, so all this is happening. At this point, he has not been expelled yet, or suspended. And of course, right. Ryan is walking down the hallway. People are spending so much time in the hallway. <laughs> and he sees Marissa talking to Oliver, and Oliver hands her a letter, which she yep. puts in her, in her locker. And you and just, then, like, you just know stuff's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> then Ryan continues to make bad decisions yeah. and continues stealing things. Well, yeah, so at this point, he, at one point then, he's sitting in the dark in the pool house, and Seth comes in, and so he starts telling, or I guess, he must have taken the letter at some point. Yeah, because I think the they show a shot of him at Marissa's locker, and they don't show him going into it, but they show him clearly, like considering going into right. the locker yes and the then yeah then he's oddly sitting in the dark in the pool house he does this a <laughs> lot in this episode and seth comes in and like he tells him about it and he's just like you need to put it back like all all i love this conversation it's so <laughs> funny because brian's like i have this letter and he's like um what <laughs> like and he's like telling him about how Oliver wrote her a letter, and Seth's like, "And you were so inspired that you wrote a letter of your own." <laughs> and he's like, "No, this one's from Oliver." And he's like, "That Marissa asked you to mail for him." <laughs> like he's just trying to give Ryan an out of like, "Please tell me you did not steal this letter from her locker." Yeah, you need to put it back. Like all all Oliver's technically done is be her friend. Yes. But of course, and even like Seth saying, like, "And like you're kind of freaking me out." Like this is you need to like. Take it yeah, down. like you also are looking paranoid and crazy right now. So, yeah, take it down a couple notches. But of course, like of course. Ryan reads it, of course. Right. Yeah, naturally. Naturally. And <laughs> I liked because then at some point, Seth makes some sort of um, comparison to the movie The Ring, which yes. had come out at that time. And you know, like you know, once you've read it, like you can't unsee it. That kind of a thing. Or like if you see it too much that you die or whatever, but it was yeah. just super like, funny because ring, anyone who anyone who reads it is going to die. Well, it's just super funny because like Adam Brody was in the ring. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah. So oh, like I that's why that. that's, that's why that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing because they also do that with Marissa in the Sixth Sense on a later episode. <laughs> well, says yeah, like you know if Marissa finds out, like you guys are done. Yeah. Right. And of course, then she like immediately arrives. Oh, of course, Ugh. yeah. And she <laughs> wants to like go have cooking lessons with Oliver, which seems just like a weird activity for teenagers to be doing. But whatever. The stupidest thing. <laughs> and Ryan's like, "Oh no, I have to help Kirsten with something." Yeah. Which is a lie because he's in detention. Yeah. Yeah. So then Ryan, um, I guess you know kind of heeding Seth's advice mm-hmm. goes to put the letter back but Oliver catches him at Marissa's locker and is all like oh so nice there's so much trust that you can go in her locker when he just like super like sidles up and all of a sudden he's just there and you're like oh he's so creepy <laughs> he's so creepy well yeah and then like Luke shows up and of course again he's just like 
oh man, like we should go on a camping trip. Like you should come with us. And like everything's great. Okay. Is like I guess I'll. annoying thing about Oliver is he always seems to be like pitching these like trip ideas. It's like, let's go places. Let's leave. Let's take off. And I'm like, dude, calm down. Like slow your roll. Yeah. Everything is literally let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Let's go somewhere. Yeah. And then, of course, Luke, being the, like, one person, is like, I do not like that guy. Yeah, one sane person in his entire <laughs> episode is Luke. <laughs> Although he then tells Ryan, just give me the word and I will drop the Great Gatsby, which is just... Yes! The most hilarious line I've ever heard. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like kind of like bang on in a good way. I know. It was pretty funny. Pretty good. So of course then what is it, is it Dean Kim? Dean Kim? Yeah. Okay. She wants to talk to Marissa. Mm-hmm. And again, another oh. This is the one thing I for sure never realized in any of the OC episodes was this constant paralleling. So whether it's between different, you know, kid relationships or, you know, from like the kids to the adults or this or that. Definitely did not catch any of that. I don't no, think same. anyway, like back in the day. But now that's all it is. So of course she's like, you know, I want to talk to you about one of our transfer students, you know, who like has some problems I know or this you have or that. A close relationship with. Ugh. I was so annoyed because I was like, oh, she's gonna say Ryan. I know she's gonna say Ryan. Yeah, because Marissa's like, oh no, like Oliver and I, like everything's good, and she's like, no, Ryan. Yeah. That's when I was like, excuse me rude ryan has been i mean okay i was gonna say nothing but a good student since he got here which is actually not true but <laughs> always for a good reason but like not that time he went after luke on the soccer field but but actual like student wise i think he's actually been doing like he's i think he's been excelling in his classes so like that's yeah. gotta be worth something and he hasn't really caused that much trouble like no anyway <laughs> i was annoyed on his behalf yeah. and yeah so then marissa is wait- waiting for ryan outside of detention yeah, and she was like, I thought you were helping Kirsten. He's like, oh, yeah, I had detention. And then he lies to her about why he was in detention. Mm-hmm. He says he, like, failed a chem test or something. Yeah. She's like, oh, actually, that's not what I heard. I heard that you stole some files. <laughs> oh. And then it just turned into the, like, you don't trust me. You know, you need to, at the very least, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't trust Oliver. Like, you need to trust me. Mm-hmm. Like, Oliver and I are just friends, but, like, the, the, the letter and the whole thing is just, like, stupid. And, again, he starts talking about Natalie being, like, Natalie's not well, real. Yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah, Ryan pulls the letter out and is like, well, actually, what about this then? And Marissa's like, did you steal my letter? Ugh. Like, what? Yeah. And he's like, did you read it? And she's like, it wasn't for me. It was for Natalie. Which I also have questions about that scenario because clearly Oliver was not intending this letter for Natalie. So what was Oliver's end game goal in telling Marissa that this letter was for Natalie when it was actually clearly for her? That's a really good question. Right? Hmm. Like, what is that strategy? This seems weird. Yeah. Anyway. That aside. Intrigue. Then Marissa is like, well, now I don't trust you, so I can't do this anymore. Rough times. So they break up. Yeah. Well, that's how, like, Ryan doesn't really tell Seth, but in the morning, Seth, when they're, like, all in the kitchen, he's like, hey, like, when are, when's Marissa going to pick you up? And he's like, she's not. And it's just like, ugh. 
Awkward. Oh, and everyone looks so upset for him, though. Like, Kirsten's just like, oh, God. And Sandy's like, oh, man. And, like, they were both so, like, intensely disappointed with him. Yeah. Uh, except at the same time, oh, because we missed that part after they come back from the the meeting with Dr. Kim. And Ryan's like, are you going to kick me out? Oh, Yes. And Sandy says the thing about you think you can screw up so badly that we're going to kick you out. Like, you're going to wish that we threw you out. Yeah, like, you're part of this family. That's yeah. not how it works. Yeah. You're going to wish that we would kick you out. Yeah. Which Oof. I just love. Because on the one hand, like, yes, obviously they're very upset with him. But on the other hand, I feel like Ryan is always just waiting for him to screw up badly enough that they do throw him out. Mm-hmm. For sure. His own mother threw him out. So why wouldn't these people that yeah. randomly took him in? but yes they're all just like oh what do we do about this and none of them really know what to do because like ryan's telling them the truth but they all think he's overreacting and he's like i don't know what to do right now and they don't know what to do and it's just a bad situation man yep so then um oh yeah that's when what happens next well, at some point, Ryan is, like, longingly looking at them, and they, like, right, right Oliver after shows the whole, up, and then they leave. And... Right after the whole summer is longingly looking at uh, Seth, so Cannonball with Damien Rice is still playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Ryan's playing pool in this. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes, student lounge. <laughs> and Oliver shows up. And he's just, like, flaunting flaunting it because of course he knows that they broke up yeah and then ryan is initially really like i'm really sorry that you know that i thought that this was happening Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like "Mm, well actually you're right dude yeah yeah he flat out just says like i came here because i'm in love with her yeah oh and you're just gonna have to deal with that ryan like marissa and i connect she understands me there's people who are supposed to be together in the world and like we work together where like the two of you guys don't work like it's fate you know like i'm supposed to be with her and just ryan's face through this whole entire scene like you can see the punch that he's gonna throw like a good solid minute before he actually throws (laughs) it it's so good like you just see him working up to it it's like the most atwood thing ever oh man well yeah because then and then oliver finally says like who's gonna believe you yeah and that's just it how many episodes now no one no one has it's believed like, him what, it's, except it's like for a luke episode arc i think so we're yeah. on episode five of this yeah. whole thing and still no one believes them yeah. even for most of the next episode no one believes him yeah and then so, yeah. ryan attacks oliver mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and punches him badly enough to bloody up his mouth which is mm-hmm. uh and he's yelling at oliver to stay away from her and it's just oh man it's just it's yeah. bad luck for ryan for sure yeah and that's how the episode ends mm-hmm. Whew. it's very intense yeah. man so yeah so yeah uh oliver things <laughs> did you have a super cali moment like not really Unless we can count that student lounge, but that just might be most egregious rich person moment. <laughs> yeah. 
So the student lounge is just like, what is the school headquarters? Like, yeah, I'm confused. Yeah, it was just kind of like that. And then like a mix of like when Julie was trying to like plan all that stuff and she was talking about like hydrangeas and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. it was just like, this is just not a thing that happens, which yeah, again kind exactly. of crosses that line of insane rich person thing. Totally. <laughs> this is basically all I had. Yeah. Um, did you have, what was your favorite Sethism of the episode? There were a few I really ones. liked when he was talking to Ryan and he said, we should call the cops because Oliver's lost his grip on the subjunctive. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly being sarcastic, but it's when Ryan's like being like, why would he need French lessons? And <laughs> <laughs> that's just like, calm down, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I liked at the very beginning, like the very, very beginning of the episode when they're talking about how like Ryan doesn't believe that he had actually like attempted suicide and things like that. Right. And Seth goes on some sort of rant about something about being called a girl because he was up, he used to go to Camp Tuckahoe and people kept calling a girl, but then I forgot to write it down and I don't want (laughs) to type on things now because I don't want to make weird clunking noises. But yeah, something about just, like, being called a girl and this and that, but, like, in this weird, like, camp story offshoot thing that I'm just like, wait, what? What? We need yeah. some more. We need a little bit more information. <laughs> so good. I also just, like, shout out to the conversation between Sandy and Seth about Danny because that was hilarious. <laughs> They're just talking about how not funny he is. It's yeah. just so good. <laughs> uh, who was your most annoying? I mean, I feel, at the very least for you, I feel like we need to institute the it cannot be Oliver. Right. <laughs> rule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it kind of, I mean, it's for someone who has won the crown many times, it <laughs> kind of falls to Julie just because Oliver decorating thing was just so crazy. Because even, like, there wasn't a lot of Marissa in this episode, so it wasn't like Marissa was just, like, being ridiculous with Oliver. Yeah. Like, she was actually relatively... Fair. Yeah, she actually reacts pretty normally for mm-hmm. most of this episode. Like, yeah. Other than her insistence on wanting to hang out with Oliver all the time, which, like, I suppose if you decide to look at it from her perspective, where she's just his friend and that's how she mm-hmm. sees the thing. And, like, she is rightfully upset that Ryan stole this letter from her locker. Like, yeah. That's a legit reaction. For sure. So, <laughs> fair. All fairness to Marissa in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Julie with her ridiculous, just cause like, she takes over and then she like sucks at it and then she like takes the credit and like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. (laughs) I also found Danny really annoying, but then I also felt bad for him because he clearly just really liked Summer, so. Well, yeah, and it was a, he was like purposely being annoying, Mm -hmm. sort of like, so, yeah. Uh, he was actually played by Brett Harrison, who yeah. I don't have like any like big things that he was also in, but he's also just been in like a whole bunch of random yeah, TV shows, a bunch of random stuff. But then he also had like a few longer runs on several shows, like um, The Ranch and The Astronaut Wives Club, hmm. Breaking In, Reaper. None of these shows that I've ever watched, but like he was yeah. on all of them <laughs> for at least ten episodes, yeah, if not more. Obviously, he was on an episode of SVU because everyone everywhere has been on an episode of SVU because there's yep. 6,000 episodes. Yeah. He was also, fittingly, in the movie Orange County <sighs> with Jack Black and Colin Hanks. That was 
That was such a good movie. I like still have that DVD. That was like I prime that movie, but I remember nothing about it. Oh, and it had such a good soundtrack and like, oh, so good. So good. So funny. So Cold yeah, thanks for that. And that's about it. We didn't really have anybody else, like... No. Yeah, because like, there were just, like, actors. the... You know, the one guy at the the lighthouse or whatever. Oh, so yeah, the lighthouse center. He's in it for, like... Yeah. Four lines. Yeah. Uh, song of the episode? I think it's gotta go to Cannonball by Damien Rice. <laughs> I think it's so, too. There was, like, a fair amount of, like, really good songs. And the, like, Mosquitoes, the clin- like, Clinic, New Amsterdam's. But, yeah. As soon as Cannonball comes on, you're kind of like, oh, yes. Yeah, no, like, that has to take it. Just because it's, it's just such an iconic song for the way that it was so just ubiquitous everywhere at that time. <laughs> now I want to, yeah. like, actually take a look at how many different things this song was in. <laughs> I know, it's it so many. Like, everywhere, right? It was, like, used in any TV show or... Um, movie where they needed that kind of like sad longing <laughs> vibe to it. I was gonna say it doesn't have a Wikipedia, it does. Yeah. Amazing. What does it say like everywhere that it was? I would hope so. Maybe not. Yeah, no, I'm not seeing it. But oh, like literally like everywhere. It was in so many things. All right. Well, yeah, we'll have to maybe try and. Okay, we'll do we'll do a little bit of research and we'll try and find out. A lot of people covered it, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Oh my god, it was featured in Bones. Yes. Was it? That's hilarious. Of course it was. Yeah, the only thing I found was the song has been featured in a number of television series, including Bones, The O.C., and The L Word. Okay. But yeah, also just everywhere in 2000, between 2002 and 2005. Right. Amazing. All right, well, Rivals indeed. Indeed. However, we will be back. The next episode is the truth yes so finally everyone is gonna know that's also crazy because in my head like oliver was such a longer bigger part of things but yeah it's only like six episodes but i guess because i don't know season one was so long i don't know it just seemed and i guess just because oliver was just such a big big thing yeah, well, he was such a big thing. And, I mean, he had such an impact because he's there at a lot of key moments in the show. Mm-hmm. And also, it sets up the entire, like, Ryan and Marissa are never going to work out pattern mm-hmm. of the rest of the show, right? Like, because they've gotten together and you're like, oh, okay, maybe this is actually going to work. And Oliver's sort of the first real wrench that's thrown into their relationship. Yeah. Um, and of sort of, you know, making the trust between them really weird. Not that it wasn't already, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it sort of solidifies that. And yeah, it's just, it's always some, something that they always sort of come back to, I guess. Are they like jumping ahead in epic spoilers if you've lived under a rock for 
Well, Elsa, we have established. This is not um, But, like, are they together when she dies? I don't I don't, I don't remember, remember any of that. I want to say I don't think so. But, like, maybe they were getting back to that. Yeah. Hmm. Right? Because, like, is Taylor Townsend purely after Marissa dies? I don't think so, because I do remember her. And I definitely didn't watch past when Marissa dies. Yeah. Intrigue, intrigue. Oh, yeah. and the podcat making an appearance. Aw, I miss her. Yeah. I mean, she's kind of built for quarantine and self-isolation, so. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week with episode 18. Yes. Be sure you're um, staying inside. Places. <laughs> I mean, yeah. When does this episode come out? Um, the beginning of April. Okay, so. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, probably we're still going to be. Probably we're still going to be inside, yeah. Yeah. Do, <laughs> doing what we can, okay. All right, well, <laughs> hopefully the situation's getting a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah, follow us on all the social media places, Twitter, yes. Instagram, etc. Um, we have been live tweeting episodes so yes. definitely follow us on twitter if you want to jump on that mm-hmm. um yeah that's about it awesome. and um, as always send us your comments thoughts etc about this episode or any other episode absolutely we want to hear them all right we'll see you next week okay bye